Welcome to What's the Matter, the pod and video cast where we talk about anything and everything with a psychology twist. Our content isn't going to be super heavy and technical, but my dad and I want to provide you with useful conversation that's going to help improve your thinking. If you want to stay up to date with everything we're going to be talking about, then remember to like and subscribe. Thanks guys and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of What's the Matter. So I'm joined this morning by my fabulous co-host, Mr. Dad. How are you, Dad? I'm really good, Em, thank you. How about yourself? I'm very good as well, thank you. Very, very sprightly on this sunny morning here, here (laughs) in Essex. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about self-confidence, and this is actually part one of a three-part mini-series that we're doing across this topic, isn't it? Yeah, well, we have lots of requests for it as well, haven't we? We've had... Yeah, both of us have had quite a lot of requests around this, and we just don't really feel that 25, 30 minutes is enough time to cover the vast importance of this topic. So this is part one of a three-part mini-series. Um, so yeah, basically, I mean, this isn't going to be, you know, groundbreaking news for anybody, but low confidence really does affect every aspect of your life and how you're going into your day-to-day. And hopefully what we talk about today, you're going to realise just kind of, the impact of this so I think what we'll do is we'll start off with a definition that we felt best resonated for us around what what self-confidence is so are you mm. happy to share that yeah absolutely and I think the reason for just giving a definition is because confidence can be quite a misunderstood thing yeah and for something that's so important and as you say em permeates just pretty much every aspect of people's yeah. lives our lives um understanding what it really is is important for, if we're going to discuss it so um, there are lots of definitions out there, and we've looked at a fair few of those. But as you say, the one that resonated most with us, you and I, is this one. Yep. So confidence is a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities and judgment. Yeah. One of the reasons we particularly liked that definition as opposed to a few others is it's got the word feeling in it. Mm-hmm. And when we're working with our variety of clients in in, in training and coaching, them in terms of their performance and getting more out of themselves and getting more out of life is so much of the work we do comes back to developing people's confidence and growing it and we always talk about confidence being a feeling and people even use that phrase in conversation they say they feel confident or they say they feel they're lacking confidence so it's a way of feeling about ourselves no definitely I obviously agree with you because (laughs) (laughs) already I do agree with you um but so that's a great definition we feel but I think we want to really talk about what does this actually mean um Mm -hmm. how does it what does this really mean in everyday life so I think as you said it's a feeling about our ability and our and trust in ourselves so I'm just going to share an example of a one-to-one client of mine um and who who's come to me has quite low self-confidence and just how that has actually affected her relationship so we've already talked about how this can affect everything but for her this is really affecting her relationship so she's got very low self-confidence in herself to the point that I don't think she really believes sh- she should be with anybody not, mm. not that she doesn't want to be but that no one would want to be with her yeah. so even though she's being told every single day I love you and you're beautiful and being paid an endless you know endless compliments that's that's going one ear and out the other because in her belief where it's, it's so low in herself she's just looking for not not consciously but subconsciously she's just looking for things that reaffirm the fact that she's not good enough mm. so whether that's when they're watching tv and she thinks he's looking at you know the girls too much on the telly or going to the supermarket and he thinks she thinks he's looking at a girl in the supermarket and 
he's probably just looking where the potatoes are but when um when your confidence is so low it's not a conscious decision to go I'm gonna not believe in myself but when you don't believe in yourself it does really have a snowball effect on mm. on everything and that that can create a lot of insecurities and I'm sure a lot of people have felt insecure in their relationships before and probably not realized that this actually comes from a feeling within mm. um yeah I don't know would you agree uh, absolutely and what, what you've started to touch on there and introduce em is that because confidence is a feeling mm. our feelings or our emotions come from how we think yeah and specifically or, or particularly impactful around our feelings of confidence or not is the beliefs that we have about ourselves or the, yeah. the, the beliefs that we've evolved through our lives about yeah. ourselves some of those beliefs can be incredibly helpful and some of those beliefs can be very unhelpful so Similarly, I, I've worked with a client a few years ago, actually, who they really wanted a long term loving relationship. But for one reason or another, they believed and this was probably uh, reinforced by evidence they've noticed on their journey through life. They believed they were the sort of person that couldn't hold a relationship down. Yeah. So because they took that belief into every new relationship, they then had a lack of confidence in themselves, a lack of worth. So very quickly, they were looking for signals in that relationship of when it's going to break down. And yeah. they tended to have, they displayed, in, in, they had insecure behaviors. Yeah. Um, and because of the way they, what they believed and the lack of confidence they felt and those insecure behaviors, what nearly always happened was the relationship would break down, yeah. which again was more evidence. Yeah. So you've got this loop going on. It's the, getting the beliefs, bigger and bigger. Beliefs, yeah. The feelings, the behaviors, the evidence that reinforced the beliefs that create the feelings, that reinforce the behavior. So you've got this loop going on. So confidence is crucial, as as you've already said. It's, it's, it's a really, if we have it, it's an enabler for us. If we don't have it or we have a very low self-confidence, it's a disabler in, yeah. in lots of ways. And ultimately, that comes from what we think about and believe about ourselves. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. So we will come on shortly into how we actually form beliefs. But um, yeah, I just sort of want to touch on the fact that I'm pretty sure everyone in life is going to have felt low co lower confidence levels at some point um I mean I'm 27 now but I look back at some of my younger years and I didn't realize it at the time you know that that my confidence was lower because of you know x y and z for whatever I'd gone through in that year but I, I look back now and a point when my confidence was quite low in in my working career about three years ago really affected how I was as a manager mm. just you know my ability to assert myself and because I'm not or not because my yeah. confidence was so low I almost didn't really think there was any point or people wouldn't listen to me or and and if you don't assert yourself very well or you don't assert yourself with much confidence you're not really probably going to do what people are asking of you because it doesn't sound very like doesn't know, sound convincing does it doesn't sound convincing, sound no, convincing. Not at all mm. Mm. so yeah I mean I just I'm pretty sure a lot of people that are listening are going to have experienced something like this at some point so um yeah, hopefully that's been helpful as kind of an intro. But now we're going to just talk about, so confidence is a feeling. This is sort of, we we have this feeling, it, com it comes from our beliefs. So we have a definition of what a belief is, don't we? It's yeah. something we accept as true or real. So that's yeah. something we tell our, our clients, our corporate clients, our one-to-one -one clients. A belief is something that we accept as true or real. And there's three ways in which we can, or three main ways in which we can form a belief. And mm. that that in itself is can affect everything, but sort of we're talking about it in the context of confidence. So yeah. how would you be okay to share those three mm. three ways? 
yeah, just before I share how we tend to adopt beliefs, and it can be about anything, but we're, as you say, we're specifically looking at how the beliefs we adopt about ourselves as we go through life. Just the consequences of those beliefs are huge. Because again, just going back to the definition, if a belief is something we accept as true or real, those beliefs define us. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, we just used a couple of examples about, you know, the impact of low confidence, which comes from a set of beliefs when it has about oneself. I've worked with client, you know, salespeople that aren't hitting their sales targets and they're, they're low in confidence and their thoughts and beliefs about themselves become quite negative and destructive. And that really isn't going to help them sell more. Um, yeah. I've worked with people who wanted to, you know, get to the senior ranks of an organization in terms of promotions, but deep, deep, deep down, they just don't really believe they're capable or, or, they're, or worthy enough, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So they're you know, I've done lots of work in professional sport and in professional football, worked with yeah. players, worked with teams. And the, the fascinating thing is I, on the occasions when I've been asked to go and work with in professional sport, in professional football, every time I've got the call, like, can you come and help us? It's when a team's been doing badly. Yeah. I never get the call to help them when they're going, re when they're really going well. So yeah. I start working with a player or team when things aren't going well, when, the results are, are, are bad, the performances are bad, the yeah. confidence is low, the self-belief is low. So I'm not going to go and teach those footballers how to kick a football or tactics or physical conditioning or the right nutrition. They should, they're should. they doing all of that anyway. Yeah. But it's all in there. It's, it's all about their belief and confidence. You are and good so at PPUPs, though. <laughs> as a family. We did that a lot as a though, child. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, you know, that's where we would start to work. Now, yeah. It is really important to understand what that confidence is a feeling and that a and, and it predominantly the confidence we have or don't have comes from how we think about or what we believe about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We accept as true or real about our capabilities, our qualities and our judgments. So very rarely does anyone consciously on an average day think to themselves, I'm going to believe this. Yeah. So it's not it's, it's, it's most of the time not something we're doing consciously as yeah, a beliefs. Definitely. We, we end up with beliefs as a consequence of a number of things. Yeah. And there are three main sort of scenarios that impact our beliefs. So yeah. firstly, we can adopt beliefs about the world or about ourselves as a consequence of a highly emotional experience. Yeah. So it's an experience we have which has a, a higher degree of emotional intensity. So it's a vivid emotional experience, positive or negative or pleasant or unpleasant. And... Because it's such a vivid emotional experience, we can then think some very strong things about that experience. Yeah. And some of those things could have ended up being uh, uh, becoming beliefs, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, just an example of that, I was going to say, I know we've talked about relationships um, already, but just an example that people might get is, um, it's, say you're totally, totally in love and you get cheated on, and yep. then you just believe that like your relationships are just you're always going to get cheated on or you just believe yeah. you're going to get left for somebody else so yeah. um yeah. yeah sorry sorry to jump in i just no 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 that's, it's, it's relevant um, i can give you you know an example about how we adopt beliefs uh from a from emotional experiences you know, you know I, I think i referenced on the first episode the fact i was you know 12 years old when sadly my mother passed yeah. away very unexpectedly so of course as a 12 year old that's a very sad emo you know devastating experience Thankfully, through good parenting, et cetera, you know, with my dad and, and other people around us, I didn't lose my confidence. I, I believed in myself as a young person with lots of support. 
but actually as a consequence of that emotional experience i end up believing the you know life is incredibly valuable time is precious yeah. so and and so even those beliefs about my beliefs about life and time have a part to play in how I go about my life every day and doing this for a living and, and running podcasts, don't they? So yeah, yeah, highly emotional experiences can shape some of our beliefs and some of those beliefs will be about ourselves. Second key way that we end up adopting beliefs is sometimes for a variety of reasons, we just adopt someone else's thoughts and beliefs. We just, we, we make theirs ours, if that makes yeah. sense. Now, usually, because we don't believe what everyone tells us, but we might believe what certain people tell tell us, if that makes sense, or what certain people tell us about ourselves. Yeah. And usually, if we're adopting someone else's view or belief, what that usually means is we have some level of respect or we are giving some level of credibility to that person. Yeah. So obviously, parents have a fair influence. Yeah. As we're going through childhood. We we give most people, children give their parents a level of credibility and take on some of their stuff. But when we get to a mentally mature age, um it's amazing how we still do that with people it could be a boss it could be a manager that we take on their stuff you might have a key friend that keeps telling you something about you and you end up believing it you know, do you know what I mean so yeah. so sometimes we take on other people's stuff usually that means we're giving that person and and their viewpoint or their belief a level of credibility and we make it our own well yeah I mean without without cringing you out here obviously that's kind of what I, <laughs> I've gotten into this because I valued your yeah beliefs um so that's obviously yeah like you say a parent um and i i'm sure there's also going to be people out here with either from their bosses or um yeah like even my personal experience one of my bosses um was had run 13 marathons Mm -hmm. and um i thought it was incredible that she'd done that and i wasn't very good at I wasn't really a runner. I, I liked gym, but I wasn't really a runner. But I, I went and did the Mar- did London Marathon one year and I did everything she told me because I thought I really respected her yeah. you know, yeah. views and outlook on that. So, yeah, just I'm just trying to give the examples to the people after you say what yeah. it is. <laughs> but I think, the, again, in episode two stroke three, we'll be looking at and challenging just whose beliefs and viewpoints we ought to be taking on. Because sometimes yeah. we're not that selective. We just yeah, will no, be definitely. doing it without realizing we're doing it. And, yeah. and then we end up with a belief that helps us or doesn't help us. Mm. The third way that we end up uh, adopting uh, beliefs, and this is, in, I believe this is really common. This is going on all uh, you know consistently as we sort of go through life. is just through sheer repetition. So we get told something often enough, or we tell ourselves something often enough with the little voice in your head or out here. It gets repeated often enough. It ends up being a belief. It ends up yeah, crystallizing into a belief, something we accept as true or real, that then defines us and and in the context of what we believe about ourselves, then dictates our level of confidence in ourselves or not. So those yeah. are three main ways that we adopt beliefs, highly emotional experiences, sometimes just taking on someone else's stuff if we give if we have respect or credibility or they've got credibility in our mind. And thirdly, and very commonly, repetition. And the yeah. fascinating thing is, then we live in a world where now the human species is bombarded with more information every day than ever, ever before in our evolution, social media, marketing, 24 hour media stuff. And actually we should be very careful what we listen to, what we hear repeatedly, because you're not gonna be that aware of what's happening, but repetition will create beliefs. Yeah, definitely. And also, well, 
actually I could go off on a whole other topic about repetition of, of adverts anyway so yeah. <laughs> I won't but I no you're right it, repetition is it's I know we're probably going to talk about self-talk at another point uh, yeah. which is what we say to ourselves um not consciously but you know when people just in passing might say oh, I'm such an organized person or I'm really oh. disorganized yeah mm. and that is repetition in itself as well the more whatever you're saying to yourself even if it's in passing as a joke um that brings to life more of a belief about ourselves and yeah that's kind of one Absolutely. way in which that you can say work. it often enough it's like a little worm it'll get into yeah. your, i describe it as like a little earworm yeah brain just... gets into your head and it then rests in there and it becomes a way of a, a way of thinking consistently yeah. or belief and then remember there's a consequence for the ways that we think and our beliefs in terms of how we feel and the beliefs about ourselves dictates our level of confidence or not yeah no definitely um i totally agree with you so obviously that's kind of we've outlined what we believe and how we define self-confidence um how that's created through our beliefs and what we just wanted to touch on before we kind of close everything today is is a tool and a bit of advice for how as a mm. starting point people can actually start to grow that confidence within themselves so mm. yeah we're kind of going to go and talk about that now aren't we yeah, and obviously in the in the following couple of mini episodes, we'll be looking at more tools to grow yes, and develop self-confidence from within. Mm -hmm. And and they're really um, useful habits that if we develop them in our day into our daily lives, over time we can grow a healthy amount of self-confidence. So what we're not talking about here is people becoming arrogant and boastful. We're yeah. talking about having a really healthy inner confidence in ourselves, our abilities, our judgments, etc. So we we go into each day feeling good about ourselves and that then unleashes our ability to perform yeah. and achieve things. I have, a, I have a bit of a thing, M, that a lot of people, okay, don't give themselves the credit they should give themselves. And do you think that is also perhaps a bit more heightened in the UK because as British, mm -hmm. British people, I feel like, don't really want to no one wants to come out of an exam and be like I did I think I a lot of people won't even say they think it went well yeah, let yeah. alone say I'm really proud of my results yeah, yeah. Go, oh I did okay yeah yeah it was all right thanks I've done okay yeah, like people don't want to go yeah I did really well I'm proud of myself because yeah. they're scared about being judged and yeah, and, and they don't want to be seen as arrogant or boastful yeah there, there is for me there's a difference between you know having a healthy self-belief and self-confidence and being arrogant and boastful. Yeah. And we're not talking about being arrogant and boastful. No, but definitely. What we do need to be able to develop is 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 a level of comf comfortableness, a level yeah. of comfort in speaking well of ourselves. Yeah. But not bragging and boasting. Yeah. So just 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 use if we just use this as an example, Em, for many people, if they do 20 things in a day at work or throughout the day, and one they really mess up or screw up or fail big time. What probably is that person going to go home and think about most that evening? Yeah. The nine things they did really well or the one they screwed up? People will definitely, okay, not not absoluting everybody here, but yeah. the majority of people will most likely focus on the one thing that didn't go to plan. Yeah, and that's not an issue. And if they're thinking about it constructively and what they can learn from it, so they improve tomorrow. But yeah. the majority of people will think about that one thing they messed up and they don't think about it constructively. They'll think about it destructively. The little yeah. voice in their head will be chewing them up, chewing themselves up. The inner critic will be going crazy. They'll be giving themselves a hard time in here, 
for two, three, four hours, won't be able to sleep that night. And then they wonder why the next morning when they, if they have eventually got to sleep, the next morning they wake up, they don't feel very confident. Yeah. Because they spend hours beating themselves up repeatedly about the yeah. one thing. So one of the things I think I'd like to start with, or we'd like to start with for people is actually just encouraging people to engage in more self-praise. Yeah. Again, not being delusional, but if we've done 20 things in a day and 19 we did really well, the most useful thing we can do, and I will repeat this in quite a lot of our episodes, if we if there's one thing we mess up, <clears throat> review it, learn from it, and let go of it. Yeah. Just let go of it. Then give some good quality time to celebrating the 19 things you did brilliantly. Yeah, definitely. Or adequately, or did well. Give yourself a little, some recognition. Now, one of the most useful habits we can get into to help us get into a habit of recognition um, is, and you, you you know I journal a lot, and we advocate the use of journaling. Um, so if any listeners or watchers haven't got a journal, get yourself a journal. Get yourself a nice-looking journal. I have one that was purchased for me. Nice leather cover. Um, and Mine's I've, covered in beads, actually. Mine's, is it? Yeah, mine's I not. I made one. Mine's <laughs> no, not. Um, <clears throat> Daily habit is ideal. Yeah. It's not a daily habit, like two or three times a week at least. Sit down for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, five, whatever, five minutes if you can spare it, which you should be able to spare, with a cup of tea, coffee, wine, beer, whatever your tipple is or not, and give yourself some reflection time and to think about what you've done well on that day, um, things you've achieved that day, challenges you've met and over, you've overcome, problems you've found solutions to, traits and characteristics that you have that you like about yourself yeah. ways that you've helped people acts of kindness that you've demonstrated all of that is a, is a celebration of you now i'd hazard a guess without knowing any of many of the listeners personally or watchers personally of this podcast and video cast the majority of people most days of their life do most things well yeah definitely and a handful of things they mess up yeah. and then we give so much airtime in here to the things we mess up and we're really destructive about that no wonder through that consistent repetition, our, our self-belief is low and our confidence is low. Yeah. So the positive challenge we want to give listeners and watchers from this podcast is there'll be more tools coming in the next two mini episodes. Yeah. Start today or tomorrow. Get yourself a journal and make it a regular exercise to sit down and celebrate yourself. Think yeah. about things you've done well, but don't just think about them. Write them down. Capture yeah. them. Fill a journal over a over a number of weeks, months, or years, fill a journal or two full of recognition of what you've done well yeah. or, or what's good about you or the traits yeah. and characteristics you have that you like or the ways you've helped other people. All those things I just described a little while ago doesn't mean we shouldn't reflect on the things we don't do well. But as I said, three key things, review yeah. them, learn from them, let go of them. Don't yeah. carry them around with you. And Take I think the that's one thing people... Not, not everyone, but a lot of people do tend to do is <clears throat> dwell on when dwelling on it, also thinking that it's bothered everybody and it and it really hasn't. Like a lot of situations at work, it people if say there's that one thing that might not yeah. have got, gone to plan, I can guarantee you the only person that thinks about it that day is the person that's done it. Whereas they mm -hmm. might be thinking, Oh, I don't want to see my boss tomorrow because of that one email I accidentally sent or mm. the, most people don't care about us as much as, not in a horrible way, but most people don't care about our actions as mm. much as we do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, kind of that's all within what you're saying here. But Absolutely. Um, with journaling, there's two real sort of 
key positives I always think about this. Obviously, what it feels like in the moment of actually documenting that yourself, there's sort of it's quite an emotional release of actually yeah. putting your day down on paper or your you know your achievements or or whatever. But not saying you have to do this all the time, but but every now and again I go and look back at <clears throat> I might just open a random page and I read a couple of them and you just sort of think actually do you know what I am doing quite well and it's and and looking at all your achievements or it's just it's really good for people to do and I mean there's loads of benefits to journaling but for me I just think those are sort of two quite prominent ones well I think you you, you hit upon something really useful as much as journal in the moment that you're journaling that's a psychologically and emotionally that's a very useful thing to do because you're taking the time and trouble to recognize the positive aspects of yourself so it's great in the moment and mm-hmm. the more you think about that stuff and you're in that place and you're writing that down you're kept you're recording it you're capturing it but it's also great as you just said to sometimes just pick your journal up and just read a few pages yeah the stuff you've written down a month ago or six months ago you know i often reflect in my journals i look back in them and you know have have, have feel have it, they conjure really positive thoughts and emotions yeah. usually so actually it's not just about the moment one of the reasons for recording it is you can look back at it and remind yeah. yourself. So I, 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 if I'm, if I catch myself, which doesn't happen as as often as it used to, going off in a less than helpful direction about myself, chewing myself up a bit too much, giving myself a bit too much of a hard time. Again, I'll, I'll realize what I'm doing. I'll stop. And I'll be, okay, come on, review this, learn from it, let go, and then I might just have a cup of coffee and pick my journal up. Yeah. And actually just reflect. Yeah, do you know what? I can, I can go through pages and pages of things I've done well and things I've impact, ways I've impacted people positively and traits i say traits and characteristics that i like the fact i've got them now this journal journaling is not necessarily for us to carry around and show everybody else yeah definitely <laughs> it's a private yeah. thing for most people it's for you yeah it's, it's to recognize your value it's to recognize your worth and the great thing is em if if people do this over time regularly the compound effect of this is significant on our self-belief and confidence yeah it yeah. really is so for something so simple and it when people start doing this, they don't always find it easy. But again, you don't, it's, you're, not, it's, you're not finding it easy because you don't normally do it. Yeah. So if you, the more you do it, Definitely. the easier you make it. Your brain's a bit like a muscle. So the more you, the more you recognize your achievements, your worth, your value, and you journal those things on a regular stroke daily basis, the compound effect of that is huge. Yeah, for definitely. something so simple. For I mean, simple. before I started doing it, I definitely didn't. I was one of those people that would have come out of an exam or if somebody said, how's work going or how's this at the moment? How's that? I would have really undersold it because mm. I, I actually wasn't that comfortable celebrating stuff about myself. I would very, very happily do it for other people. Yeah. Um, and now I, since I've started journaling, I've been doing it for, I don't know, a year now. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a thought on my mind if someone said, how's business going? And I'd just be I'd be okay to say, yeah, good, thank you. Or do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. that, that wouldn't yeah. even be thought of mine. Whereas before I would have felt really uncomfortable, like, um, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> like just been a bit <laughs> awkward about it. And the other person yeah. doesn't feel good when they're talking to you, thinking, yeah. God, have yeah. I made them uncomfortable? Um, but yeah, there's long story short, journaling is great. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and we highly yeah. recommend you should yeah. to, to start Absolutely. trying it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks, Dad, because I think we've kind of hopefully clearly explained everything to people about what confidence is and how we get to forming our confidence and our beliefs. Um, And obviously now giving you a tool to 
help grow that within ourselves. So in the next two episodes of this mini series, we're going to be covering a whole lot more to do with confidence. But hopefully this has been useful. And um, we're going to be back again in two weeks with part two, aren't we? We certainly are. Thanks for your conversation this morning. Really enjoyed it as usual. Thank you, Dad. And you too. I'll probably speak to you in about an hour. (laughs) Team meetings shortly, haven't we? Yeah, we've got team meetings shortly, yeah. Um, Okay, brilliant. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of What's the Matter? My dad and I are going to be back again in another two weeks. If you haven't subscribed yet, but you want to stay up to date with what we're talking about, then please remember to do so. And in the meantime, have a good rest of your week.